RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. The chief executive says the central government has endorsed the performance of the SAR government and praised the new electoral system. The district court acquits five people accused of rioting a day after the enactment of the government's anti-mask law two years ago. And the commissioner of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Hong Kong says Beijing will continue to protect the interests of foreign investors in the SAR. The central government has fully endorsed the performance of the SAR government. This emerged from Chief Executive Carrie Lam's duty visit to the capital. As Damon Pang reports, President Xi Jinping also hailed the SAR's new electoral system, saying it allows Hong Kong people to be their own bosses. The highlight of the chief executive's duty visit was her meeting with the president in Beijing. Xi Jinping praised Carrie Lam for helping to push forward Hong Kong's democratic development in accordance to the SAR's actual situation. He noted the election committee and legislative council polls were successfully held in recent months, which allowed Hong Kong compatriots to be their own bosses and exercise their democratic rights. Mr Xi also said the principle of patriots administering Hong Kong was implemented and the arrangement of allowing different sectors of society extensive and balanced participation was established. The new electoral system conforms with the principle of one country, two systems and the actual situation of Hong Kong. It provides systemic support to ensure the smooth operation of one country, two systems and the SAR's long-term stability. It's a good system. Mr Xi said the central government fully affirms the work of Mrs Lam in the past year, offering praise in a number of areas. The president said not only did Hong Kong return to normalcy from chaos, the situation is also heading towards the right direction, noting that the epidemic situation in Hong Kong is under control. The SR government amended laws on the electoral system in accordance to changes by the national legislature and firmly implemented the national security law, while taking measures to integrate Hong Kong into the country's development, Mr Xi added. In response, Mrs Lam said she's grateful for the president's affirmation of the SAR government's work. She said she's glad to be able to thank the president in person, as this was the last time she delivered her work report in her current term. Earlier, the CE met Premier Li Keqiang, who also says Beijing fully affirms her work and the work of her government in the past year. Mr Li said that he hopes Hong Kong can directly connect to the country's strategic developments as the central government supports the territory as an international financial trade and aviation hub. He also stressed Beijing will continue to fully implement the principles of one country, two systems and Hong Kong people administering Hong Kong with a high degree of autonomy. Speaking to reporters after the meeting with President Xi, Mrs Lam said this would be her final duty visit within her current term of office, which expires on June 30th next year. She said there was no discussion of her personal future. China analyst Willie Lam noted that while state leaders had praised the SAR government's work, they haven't decided on a second five-year term for Mrs Lam. The uh, two major state leaders uh, plus other officials um, with responsibility for Hong Kong uh, have kept mum on, on the issue of uh, the possible uh, re-election of uh, Mrs. Carrie Lam. So uh, I think uh, they still have uh, a couple of months to make their final decisions, but uh, there are reasons to believe that uh, Mrs. Lam uh, should be quite happy about the repeated uh, endorsement of uh, both her work and that of her administration.
Five people have been acquitted of rioting, but they were remanded for a breach of the anti-mask law in 2019, Francis Sitt reports. The district court has found four defendants, Lam Hinsheng, Song Ah Yin, Henry Zhe and Chan Lok Sun guilty of violating the anti-mask law, with a fifth defendant, Angie Lee, pleading guilty earlier. However, the court acquitted all five of rioting over a protest held a day after the enactment of the government's anti-mask law two years ago. The five were arrested in one trial on October 6, 2019. Deputy Judge Ko Wai Hong said the court doesn't accept that the defendants were innocent passers-by, judging from the outfits and where they were located. But he said the court could not come to the conclusion that they had participated in the riot. The defendants, who were remanded in custody after the verdict, are awaiting sentencing on January the 11th. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. The Commissioner of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Hong Kong, Liu Guangyang, has told foreign dignitaries and chambers of commerce that Beijing has unwavering support for Hong Kong's democratic development and will continue to protect the interests of foreign investors here. Mr Liu was speaking to over 100 representatives at a briefing on Beijing's recent white paper defending the SAR's democratic progress. He says certain countries have imposed their political systems and values on others, but people here will never want to accept what he called a democracy trap. He said Sunday's LegCo polls had proved that Hong Kong's new electoral system was effective and the new LegCo would revitalise Hong Kong politics. A former leader of the now-defunct Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China, Leung Kam Wai, has been sentenced to three months in jail after pleading guilty to failing to comply with the demand to provide police with information about the alliance's activities. Priscilla Ng has more. Leung and four other leaders of the alliance were accused of breaching the implementation rules for Article 43 of the National Security Law. In sentencing, Acting Chief Magistrate Peter Law said Leung had deliberately refused to submit the information. Mr. Law said police had later found some of the information needed at the alliance's office. Mr. Law set the starting point for Leung's sentence at four and a half months in prison, but reduced it to three months due to his guilty plea, with one month to be served concurrently currently with a previous nine-month jail term for Leung over his role in a banned June 4th vigil last year. Justice Secretary Theresa Cheng says Hong Kong's rule of law has never been shaken and many accusations made regarding the national security law are groundless, Jimmy Choi reports. On an LTHK program, Ms. Chang said the government has always acted in accordance with the law, and Hong Kong is undergoing a transformation from chaos to order and prosperity. She added that with stability return and changes in the electoral system implemented, now is the time for the SAL to play to its strengths. The secretary said the territory should consolidate its role as an international arbitration centre. Ms. Chan said the government is also trying to work out a scheme that would allow Hong Kong companies in the Greater Bay Area to use Hong Kong law for making contracts and settling disputes by arbitration. She also said that in recent years, many young people were misled into thinking they could achieve their goals by unlawful means. She said she hoped to promote the rule of law to young people through Vision 2030 for Rule of Law, an initiative she is leading. Authorities are investigating the deaths of two construction workers who were working in a manhole in Cheklap Cock. Three other workers were rushed to hospital after they inhaled an unknown gas. Last month, a woman worker died and three men were, died, were injured after an accident involving a manhole at the nearby Siu Ho Wan Sewage Treatment Works. Maggie Ho reports. 
Police said it received a report that two workers passed out while working in a four-meter-deep manhole on Chunquan Road. The force said initial investigations showed they had probably inhaled unknown gases. The men, 34 and 38, were later rescued by firefighters and rushed unconscious to North Lantau Hospital, where they were declared dead. Their cause of death has yet to be ascertained. Three other men who felt unwell after inhaling noxious gases were also taken to hospital and were said to be in a serious condition. Tearful relatives at the hospital demanded an explanation from the construction company, alleging that the workers were not provided with sufficient protective gear. Meanwhile, the Association for the Rights of Industrial Accident Victims called on the airport authority to send representatives to meet the workers' families, as the construction site was the authority's property. Elected lawmaker and unionist Lam Chun Singh has called on the authorities to step up inspections at construction sites to ensure safety rules are being followed. The chairman of the Federation of Hong Kong and Kowloon Labour Union said this could prevent industrial accidents in future. The contractor and, and the company should, or the responsible person should uh, carry out a risk evaluation and assessment and provide some suggestions on safety measures before allow the worker to enter the confined space to work. So the, 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 maybe the labor department should investigate whether the responsible person uh, comply with the requirement of legislation or, or the regulation. The hospital authority says it will tighten the testing requirement for unvaccinated staff from January 4th because of a rise in COVID variant cases worldwide. As Joanna Wong reports, the HA, the hospital authority says it will also f- follow the government's plan to implement a vaccine bubble arrangement for all of its staff at all public hospitals and clinics. The hospital authority said in a statement that all of its unvaccinated staff will have to take a COVID test once every three days outside of working hours. They'll be required to pay for the tests at their own expense. The authority also said the government's plan to require staff to show their vaccination records when entering government buildings and offices from mid-February will cover all hospital authority staff, with the arrangement applying to all public hospitals and clinics. Currently, nine 96% of HA staff have been vaccinated. On Tuesday, the government announced that all employees who have not taken the first dose of coronavirus vaccine would have to get tested for COVID-19 every three days instead of once a week from December the 28th. Hong Kong has confirmed seven more cases of the Omicron variant in addition to seven new imported coronavirus infections. The SAR has so far reported 34 cases of the highly transmissible variant. The head of the Federation of Civil Service Unions, Leung Chao Ting, says a plan to require unvaccinated government staff to get tested every three days instead of once a week may affect services. On an RTHK programme, Mr Leung said more than 90% of civil servants are already inoculated and those who aren't probably couldn't do so because of health reasons. He suggested the government relax the requirement to once every five days and make accommodations such as opening clinics till later in the evening so colleagues could get tested after work. Under such circumstances, the government should make accommodations with the resources we have now. Can clinics stay open in the evening for colleagues to get tested? Actually, it would be okay if they can open until 8 o'clock. Overseas now, and France's health minister Olivier Varane has warned that France could soon see 100,000 cases of coronavirus infections a day as the Omicron variant spreads. 
From Paris, here's the BBC's Hugh Schofield. It's getting more and more serious with the spread of Omicron or Micron. What Veron was saying today is that he expects by next week the daily count to go up from 70,000, which is what it is today, already very high, up to 100,000 or so. The figures that came out today also show that the number of critical beds occupied by COVID patients is now more than 3,000, which is a high point since last spring. So all sorts of alarm bells are going. An Australian landowner has been charged with more than 100 counts of animal cruelty after 21 dying koalas were found on a partially cleared timber plantation last year. A dozen more koalas were later euthanised because of their injuries or dehydration. From Sydney's, the BBC's Shama Khalil reports. A resident living near the plantation in Cape Bridgewater had discovered the dying koalas on an evening walk. The conservation regulator in Victoria's state said more than 200 koalas had been affected. The landowner, as well as a forest and earth-moving business, have been charged with clearing the animal's habitat and causing suffering to dozens of the protected species. The defendants have yet to plead. Each charge can carry a large fine or a maximum 12-month jail sentence. At least 64 people are now known to have died in a shipwreck off the northeast coast of Madagascar. 50 others have been rescued. Maritime officials say the vessel was a cargo ship that was not authorised to transport people. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. The chief executive says the central government has endorsed the performance of the SAR government. The district court acquits five people accused of rioting a day after the enactment of the government's anti-mask law two years ago. And a quick look at the weather. It'll be mainly cloudy. There'll be one or two rain patches tomorrow morning and at night. Sunny intervals with temperatures between 19 and 22 degrees. Moderate east to northeasterly winds. And the outlook, it'll be mainly cloudy in the next few days. Winds will strengthen from the north on Christmas Day. The weather will become cold appreciably with a few rain patches early next week and temperatures will drop to around 10 degrees. Currently 20 degrees Celsius, the relative humidity is 86%. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio
Pretenders and 2,000 Miles, another Christmas staple. If you'd like a song of your own for this seasonal time, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. Always nice to hear from you. Of course, if you want to send one over, I'll see if you can find it in the cellar. Uh, in the meantime, we move on with something different from this is Al Stewart and Year of the Cats. Checking the weather for you around about 11.30. Not looking too good for Christmas Day, I can tell you that much. And for the weekend as well, it's going to be a little country, but we'll see how Stop. 